Hello, thank you very much for coming to this platform talk. Um, I'm Kate Bassett, and I'm in conversation with three terrific guests today. Um, it's Bob Crowley, who is the designer, John Tiffany, who is the director, and Tom Toby Ollier, I'm going to get that right, um, who is both the puppet director and the co-designer of the puppets. Um, so, uh, award-winning, multi-award winning, and also favourites at the National from other productions. I wonder if I could start with you, John. Um, I suppose I wanted to ask you about the birthing process, so how you kind of came <laughs> to create <coughs> Pinocchio the show. Um, it's so weird having one of these. If I break into song, a Kate Bush song at any point, <laughs> just tolerate me. Because she did, I was just telling someone off there, Kate Bush invented <laughs> these for her tour of life <laughs> show because she wanted, Lindsay Kemp choreographed it and she wanted to sing and dance, so she bent a coat hanger. <laughs> so Britney Spears has got everything to thank to Kate Bush. <laughs> it's the only thing she's got to thank to Kate Bush. Um, uh, yes, uh, so uh, Bob and I worked on a musical called Once that, um, that went uh, to Broadway about five years, five years ago. ago. Um, and uh, it was there for a, a few years. Um, it did quite well. And as a result of that, I got invited in to meet Tom Schumacher, who's the, um, who runs Disney Theatricals. Um, and, and Ben, who works with him there. And <coughs> um, we were just talking generally just about, about musicals, about, about the, you know, their work, about our work. Um, and I saw that there was a marionette in, in Tom's office, this amazing office above the New Amsterdam Theatre on 42nd Street. And, and it turned out that Tom uh, trained as a, as a marionette puppeteer. Um, and well, that was, you know, and, and uh, he, he came around to say, are there any of our properties that you're interested in? And I said, well, the film that's haunted me since I was a wee boy is Pinocchio. But it wasn't really, um, it wasn't really in their on their radar because those early films like Bambi, Pinocchio, Dumbo, Snow White, they, they, they're kind of, they're really interesting structurally and they don't necessarily fit beautifully into the template of a Broadway musical mm -hmm. with your I want number and your 11 o'clock number and whereas the, the films written um, the, 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 the uh, cartoons after The Little Mermaid were written by Broadway composers so they fitted more naturally um, so, so it was clear that Tom would be quite reluctant for that um, so we kind of moved on and then just as I left he said to me what would you do <coughs> with Pinocchio and I said give me a year to oh, think wow. about it and wow. so we did we thought about it didn't we and yep. I met Tom in London actually a year a year after that and um, um can we just have a, a show of hands who's seen the show yeah uh, the other people who haven't do you mind spoil a spoiler because we can't you know, you know the spoiler it's quite hard say. not it's quite we hard can't not really to. talk much more about <laughs> <laughs> the the advertised subject of puppetry <laughs> in Pinocchio <laughs> without giving do you mind will you forgive me so, um, so the Id my idea was that Pinocchio would, I mean, this isn't actually what happens, but, 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 but the concept early was that Pinocchio would be the only human being on stage and everybody else would be a puppet. Where that led us uh, was down a very, very interesting kind of road all through the workshops uh, over the kind of four years since. Um, and, and, and Bob and I got obsessed, and, uh, and, and then Toby as well, the three of us became obsessed with scale, because we thought, if, if Pinocchio's a puppet, and he's a kind of five foot seven, as Joe is, um, kind of m a man, actor, then everything else has got to scale up around him. So the puppets that you see on stage, Geppetto, the blue fairy when she's in human form, Stromboli, 
and the coachman are 12 foot puppets operated by four people and voiced by one person and their head is moulded on the actual face of the actor who's playing them. Sorry! <laughs> <laughs> but you'll see it soon enough if you're seeing it tonight. Um, and, 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 so, and, and, and then we, we use a lot of mask work as well so that Pinocchio gradually becomes more like other people uh, in, the, in the show. Yeah, so that's, right. that, that's the birth. Yeah. Um, and I suppose one of the other main things I, I wanted to ask was, so there's the original story from the 1880s by Carlo Collodi, mm -hmm. uh, and there's, there were numerous adaptations and translations. I, I, on the web, I looked it up and it said it was, it was the second most translated book apart from the Bible. I wow. just was <laughs> like, really? That might be a lie, in which case my nose is going to Anyway, that's a web fact. Um, so there's, and also, of course, the Walt Disney adaptation. So when you're doing a new adaptation, what, what did you want to stick to and what did you want to, how did you want to break away and what was the process of discovering um, that? I mean, the, the fil we stick closely-ish to the film in terms of the story structure, mm -hmm. um, but, but, the, but the actual play itself is very, very different. You know, the, the, it's a different wish. The whole, the whole. We, we needed, a, we needed a villain, so we wanted the fox in it from the start, and it would go the whole way through. Um, so, so Den Dennis Kelly's really written a new play based mm. on the story structure mm. of the film. I would say, is that mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Apart from one thing, which which Kalodi, I mean, the Kalodi is really interesting. Like a lot of uh, amazing children's literature, it was written as a serial for um, a newspaper like Three Musketeers and Peter Pan was told as episodes for the Llewellyn Davis boys, etc. So, um, so, so it's really, really, really episodic, but it starts with Geppetto being given a block of wood, which someone's found in the forest, and he goes to carve it and it starts to giggle. And I thought, which isn't in the Disney at all, and I thought that was mm. absolutely astonishing as, as a way to start, as a way to go in that there's a spirit already inherent mm. inside the wood which Geppetto carves, and, then, and that gave us a relationship with the Blue Fairy. So, um, but yeah, no, we, we you know, the, the donkeys and whales, like in the film, are all there. Yeah. <laughs> um, shall we come to the puppeteering as well and the whole design? How did you, I suppose I'm interested by how you, s did, you s did you talk beforehand about the puppets and did you turn up at rehearsals with those puppets in any form or did you go, we'll see how that develops in rehearsals? <laughs> Did it change in rehearsals? Well, we had workshops. We did workshops yeah. on the whole piece, but um, we did a puppet workshop. So um, once we saw the scale working, uh, yeah. and then the idea of using the actor's face as the, as the sort of um, template for the puppet. For the, yeah, for the last puppet. That's how that began. Yeah. Do you, do, do you remember what the first one looked like? It was like a it barrel. Was so hideous. <laughs> <laughs> it was really hideous. It was, uh, yeah, probably autumn 2015, and I met with John, and he said he wanted to do giant puppets in Pinocchio, and I thought he was insane. <laughs> uh, um, but was now really you're sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm definitely <laughs> sure. And um, and yeah, so the first workshop, we, it was literally, I mean, much like my childhood, a glue gun and lots of cardboard in the corner mm -hmm. of a room, um, and we made a sort of bamboo cane sort of cross shape with a kind of brown paper head and brown paper arms it was pretty <laughs> evident straight away that we didn't want the big puppets to have legs purely because it, you'd be very restricted on terms of speed as to how bit how quickly oh, those characters yeah, could course, move and yeah. i think with human puppet with an audience watching puppets when you're watching a human puppet you're, you're really 
you're hyper aware that you're watching yourself. So as soon as a human puppet does something not quite right or slightly against gravity, we're hypersensitive to it and we know mm. it's not right. And so, so not having legs felt like a really good way for the audience to kind of fill in the gaps and complete the image. And so through every workshop, we did a more kind of revised, more finished version of the puppet mm -hmm. until rehearsals when we had probably the puppet sort of 70% made for the first day of rehearsals. Oh, okay, right. And then right, sort of yeah. aesthetic finishes and, as Bob mm. said, sort of matching the actors' makeup and hair and all those yeah, choices. Yeah, I, I just treat later. them like they're actors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I dressed them and, and then dressed the actor first and then did the makeup on the actor and the wigs and all that stuff and then repeated it on the on the puppet. Yeah. They don't talk back though, do they? Um, they do actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be surprised. <laughs> what I actually wondered, what are they actually made of? I mean, the, the, the big heads, what are they actually made of? They're polystyrene, uh, oh, they? carves the heads, right. and then bits of the body are plasterzote foam, which is sort of a really dense foam that you get in sort of computer packaging, things like that, so it can sort of take a knock, because right. these puppets obviously get quite a workout in the show. Okay. And how did you, oh, I mean, maybe this is a question for all of you, I don't know, how did you... How do you rehearse with puppeteers, and I'm assuming actors who haven't all been puppeteers before? How do you start that process, and how hard is it? Um, I mean, it, it's 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 really interesting directing puppets um, uh, as as such, but you know, you've got much more experience of this than me. But um, but I mean, Mark, who plays Geppetto, had been in The Lion King, mm. hadn't he? So, but he hadn't operated a puppet of this scale before, mm, and mm. with a team, of with a team of people. Um, and but I mean, ev everybody got you know before they before they accepted the role, we wanted them to have a go at it, so that you know halfway through rehearsals they didn't go. Oh, yeah, right. Um, and then what we would do is I w I would be in another room uh, with Mark and Annette, for example. Um, uh, who played the Blue Fairy and, and, and Geppetto, and we would we would block the scene, and then we would refine it and refine it and refine it. We would do all the text work, yeah, right. and then Toby would take that, and you would put that into the puppet, wouldn't mm. you? And then we realised actually that the the the, 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 all the puppet teams, the three, the, the Geppetti and the Strombets, as we call them, and um, <laughs> and the Bluebells, <laughs> you know, we're together for Loads a long of time. 60s, <laughs> 60s girl groups. <laughs> <and> stuff, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we realised that actually they had to be part of that rehearsal process as well. Right. Um, so, uh, so then we would take that, and then sometimes we would come back off, and then we would just do a human run, wouldn't mm. we? I think there's something interesting in puppets in that they, you know, 80% of their communication is sort of through their physicality because it's an inanimate object. Mm. You know, they they can speak the same lines as an actor, but actually, unless their physicality is working in tandem with that, they can again sort of undermine themselves mm. quite quickly so it was really interesting to keep referring back to the kind of real life yeah. counterpoints yeah. and put that back in but puppetry just takes a long time I think probably a minute of stage time probably takes about an hour and a half to refine and rehearse uh, yeah. well, it's so a bit like stop-motion animation like old-fashioned like like animation it takes wow. forever yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like a theatrical version of green screen yeah. Or, or you know the yeah. ping-pong balls <laughs> on you the, you know yeah, that, yeah. that Andy uh, circus does um, and the other the other question I had was um, there was one moment I saw it I saw it last night. There was one moment where um, one of the big puppets did a kind of a such a very human gesture. I think he like tickled his ear or something. And I wondered if do do you ever rehearse those characters as just the actors and watch their body movements, or do, does it innately come out of? They, they, they're constantly working with the puppets. They're not playing their character without the puppet heads on at any point. 
It's a mixture, isn't it? Yeah. I'd say, you know, fr from the run, the human runs, as we, it sounds really, it's like something from 1984, <laughs> isn't it? The human runs, you know, you would spot a gesture, mm. any, any one of us would spot a gesture and want to hold on to it. But then sometimes Toby or, or myself would, you know, w watching the puppet and just say, actually, dramaturgically, it'd be really good if, if you, if you, mm. you yeah. know, kind of indicated this at this point. Yeah. So we would just, is that right? Yeah, I think it's, it's mm. nice to kind of highlight little, little foibles and curiosities and things. And um, a lot of the puppeteers had been in Warhorse together. Um, oh the three yeah people yeah on Geppetto right. uh, with Mark had all been in Warhorse at different times. And there's a real kind of sense of anybody operating a puppet, any of our teams, any anybody in any show, of sort of being a kind of little hub together, really, a little kind of mm. thinking as one kind of brain together. So it's quite nice sometimes if all of a sudden the hand makes an offer or a gesture that kind of feeds into what else is going on. It yeah. keeps it very kind of live, stops yeah. it from being kind of rigorous choreography. Yeah. I was also going to ask one technical question just because I was rather intrigued by it. So um, the big heads are operated mainly by, it's rod puppetry, isn't it? And mm -hmm. there's, a, there's, there's, a, there's a rod that's controlling the head or looks as if it is. How does that, because it, it looks as if it's got something on <laughs> it, some control. It's got a, uh, it's got a, li a literal bicycle brake on it, <laughs> um, <laughs> which makes right. their chin nod. Because in the workshops, we just had a sort of, again, starting off as a scrunch bit of paper on a stick. So to make the puppet look down, the actor doing the voice um, on the head would sort of have to tuck themselves in between the body and the arm. And we knew we didn't, didn't want to lose sight of that person as sort of the kind of wide shot, I guess, of the yeah. character. So putting that trigger on, putting the trigger on means that basically when the puppets are looking down at Pinocchio, which they spend yeah. most of their time doing, it's not the actor in a really uncomfortable <laughs> position. And yeah. it means you can get some real nice subtlety, little shifts yeah. in eye line and things yeah. like that. Bob, could I ask, I, I was also intrigued by um, the costumes and the whole, you know, it's a spectacular set, but how did you, did you discuss, I suppose, the period and the location? Because in a way you've retained rather um, charmingly a lot of the Italian ele elements as well. Um, but it's not simply kind of the 19th century, is it? No. What, what? What did you discuss and decide on? We got interested in, in sort of Italy between the wars, really. Mm. So it's c if, if it has a period, it's, it's probably 1930s, mm. maybe, feel to it. Um, and so, uh, which gives you a cleaner silhouette, you know? Yeah, um, and right. uh, But there's, I mean, I'm, you know, you're referencing things like fairgrounds and you know, uh, Coney Island and mm. all that stuff mm. which is going on. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So it, it has a, it, you know, it has some of it feels a bit Victorian, like the, um, the travelling theatre has a Victorian feel about it. And yeah. The, yeah, and Commedia. And Commedia dell'arte as yeah. well for the, for the yeah, marionettes. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I, w did you deliberately think, uh, were you trying to make it, um, I suppose I'm asking about whether it's the original book and the Walt Disney and you're sort of merging that, aren't you, at the same time as making it I suppose timeless and yeah, and the um, I mean we. So I was very clear from the start that You're being snow snowed on. <laughs> <laughs> it's my own fault for having snow in a show, isn't it? Um, uh, from the start that we weren't going to have any lederhosen. Yes, right. Um, good, good plan. It was. It <laughs> <laughs> I really was your opening like, line was, to me. No lederhosen. Yeah. And Jiminy wouldn't look like Jiminy in the film. Yeah. It's such a specific top hat and tails. Exactly. Yeah. It's 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 so iconic. Not that I mean they were beautifully, but but. Our, our references were all, it was Bruno. Yeah. What's his surname? Morpat, uh, yeah. the sculptor, uh, 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 and, and, and Italian photography, maybe mm -hmm. of the 1930s, mm -hmm. and um, the, the kind of sort of uh, poor theatre and things like that, you know. So it, 
and the whole idea of traveling and, and um, um, yeah, it had a kind of a, a sort of a, an austerity feel about yeah, it as well. Absolutely, you know, um, yeah. which is which seemed appropriate for mm. the piece, yeah. which was between the wars. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, there's a there's a really nice sort of up to date element to that, isn't there? Because you know it's the Great Depression, and the, the one of Dennis Kelly's lines is kind of. The, is it Gepetti is struggling? Is oh, it's terrible with the, yeah, econ yeah, the yeah, economy, economy right now, yeah, or something? Yeah. The, <laughs> you know, the, where the you puppet go. industry's in a bit of a slump. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> ironic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the but the I, I remember when coming back to work on it because obviously. Pinocchio as it is, but we call it Pinocchio because that's what everyone knows it as. Mm. Um, but Pinocchio is, is Italian, but my memory of it is German because of course it's Lederhosen and, mm, it, and, yeah. and, and it's Austrian almost, more you know, in terms of its imagery. But of course it's, nor it's Northern Italy. So we, we've, we, we located a place called Belluno, which is uh, quite close to the Adriatic and very close to the Alps. Uh, and it's called Belluno, which right. is which is perfect. And so we put pictures up all around the rehearsal room. So planning our holidays. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, did you go on a trip? <laughs> <laughs> no. And that influenced the music as well, didn't it? The yeah. Martin and, uh, yeah, Martin, because we we there are there are five songs in Pinocchio, and we've added another one, Fun and Fancy Free, from another cartoon that Jiminy Cricket um, narrate, uh, introduced in the in the thirties. But we knew we didn't want to write any others because we songs like When You Wish Upon a Star, Give a Little Whistle and, you know, Actors Life For Me and when, um, uh, Got No Strings. They're written from a particular place and time um, and you can never really re recreate that. But Martin got very, very interested in uh, Northern Italian Alpine folk tunes. So all we, I mean, th th it's scored throughout beautifully. A kind of really one of our inspirations was Peter and the Wolf. Oh yeah. Um, and we also uh, we also got access to the Disney archive and the, the handwritten music from the from the original film. There's a fascinating program note about that actually. If you if you're going tonight, there's a really good program note yeah, about yes, um, great from sort of Kaufman. Yeah, 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 missing music from the mm. you know the original music that was cut from the yeah, Disney yeah. film. Um, and, and 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 so yes, so so those like da 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 all those songs. All those tunes are alpine folk tunes that we yeah. weave throughout yeah. to try and kind of really locate <laughs> it. And it is Pinocchio has always felt to me like one of the Grimm's Tales. You know, it's yeah. a it's a it's a northern European yeah. kind yeah. of dark story of of somebody on the cusp of something going to forests and you know. I was actually going to ask you that because in a way Dennis Dennis Kelly as a writer is a really interesting choice because he's done Matilda and things, but he's mm. also quite a dark adult playwright. I suppose I wondered if did you discuss how dark to go and how scary it should be, or did you just <coughs> feel your way with that? Um, well, I mean, you know, when you can't really get scarier than pe kids being turned into donkeys, can you? <laughs> swallowed by a, the biggest whale in the world. So we just kind of had to do that, really. Yeah. I mean, we we, yeah. we we did add the nightmare sequence, you know, where where Pinocchio dreams uh, that that he's actually been operated by lots of midwich cuckoo school children mm. um we, we we definitely added that but um i think that darkness you know council and gretel they kill their mum they do absolutely yeah you much darker than that does it <laughs> but um, though i was startled to learn that um in the original uh when it was when it was serialized the original story was serialized before it was made into a book um pinocchio actually dies doesn't he, he gets halfway hurt. through yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, so Walt Disney did sort of say, well, the and the book softened it up, and then Walt Disney didn't made it slightly less dark, I would say, well, he or substantially. He, he, less he dark. does. I mean, he he kind of you know the sense is that he's dead when he f when, when he's in the rock pool, isn't it, mm. on mm. the beach? That image yeah. of him yeah. in the water yeah. when yeah. he's yeah, face yeah, down, face mm. down. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, we, Bob and I became, because we've been looking at this stage for quite a while now, um, Bob and I became really fascinated in the fact, in the, in the kind of nativity and passion and resurrection mm. of it. Because you've got a man who's a carpenter. Yes, yeah. And yeah. you've got a blue fairy. And mm. actually, the, f <laughs> the first marionettes were named, called marionettes, because they were named after Mary, because the first marionettes were of the nativity. So that's where the word oh, marionette, right. comes from. Well, marionette comes right. from. The touring theatres of them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the passion plays. Um, and Marion Blue. And then if so, so, so we've got that, we've got a whale. And then, and then we have a resurrection at the end. I mean, we're, we're not trying to yeah. kind of you know, overload Christian parables onto it. But it's, but I mean, in, in our story... It's uh, actually very subtly done, isn't it? It's just sort of colour-coded in a yeah. way. <laughs> well, it's it, the blue it's fairy. But that, that's in the Collodi. Yeah. You know, the yeah, blue yeah, fairy's been yeah. as a carpenter. And, uh, well, uh, uh, well a, puppet, a puppet maker. But, um, yeah, no, we, 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 it, it's all there. But in, in our version, uh, the creator is the mother. God is a woman. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> She's responsible for the resurrection. That's quite nice right now, isn't that it? It is quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was also intrigued by... by um, in a way, you're exploring diversity a bit in the casting, aren't you? Because um, there's one other notable female character. I don't know if you want to reveal. Oh that or yeah, not. yeah. Jimin is played by a, a, a woman. Yeah. Um, uh, do you want to? not got much of a look. Do you want to talk about Jiminy? Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a lot of debate as to how we were going to sort of do Jiminy, really. Yeah. I think a couple of workshops in when we got a handle on the big puppets, there was a, a lot of. Um, yeah, is it going to be an ac actor, actress, um, in a, not in a green onesie, but you know what I mean? In a, uh, what treat? How do you treat an actor mm. if they're going to play Jiminy Cricket? Green is it onesie. Is <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Bob's um, looking horrified. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, don't bring that in here. Um, or um, or a sort of object kind of thing. Is it part of the workshop that gets animated into life to be yeah. his um, conscience, or is it a puppet? And again, Blue Peter style. Um, really rapidly put together a, <laughs> a bleach bottle, which I bought on Lower Marsh, near where my studio is, an upside-down empty bleach bottle um, with some cardboard arms and legs and a kind of paper mache head on a stick and these two rods. And we knew we didn't want lots of people around her. She's a very little puppet. She's sort of that, well, it's quite a big puppet, but it looks little on this stage. And if she had four people around her, you just wouldn't mm. be able to see um, the puppet. So we knew we wanted as few as possible. So we tried out this cardboard puppet, and I was just going, please let them choose a puppet. Please let them choose a puppet. And thankfully, the bleach bottles came through. Uh, and and it uh, was a bit of a hit. And we kept a little nod to the bottle in the sculpt yeah. of the final Jiminy puppet. That was, I was under strict, strict instruction to keep, <laughs> keep the bottle uh, essence there. And, um, and in the workshops, we, we were sort of looking for formers that we knew and, and other people that we could kind of work with. Uh, with you brought Audrey to yeah me. Audrey Brisson who's mm. this amazing she does everything mm. she can be on point she does aerials she sings oh, really she yeah. she's, she's irritating and um, <laughs> and, and is able to crouch for a very and long is able to crouch people time. even go oh those <laughs> knees I wish I had those <laughs> knees and you're like and the puppetry <laughs> um, but um, no and she was brilliant and just sort of jumped straight in and there was just never a question that Jiminy could be a girl or a boy you know what I mean we just went yeah. oh so Jiminy's okay, a girl yeah. great yeah. Mm. It works really nicely. Yeah, it's yeah. It's kind yeah, of yeah, no, feisty and nice female yeah. role model. Mm. It's, a, yeah. it's, it's a great friendship there. And, you know, there, there, are, there, aren't, there aren't really that many female parts in. So mm -hmm. we've also made yeah, Lampy, yeah, Lampwick, yeah. Who's, who, who he meets in Pleasure Island. Lampy's now a, a Glaswegian yeah. woman. Yeah. Feisty, feisty Glaswegian as well. woman. <laughs> <laughs> and she lamps people. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Bob, did you also <laughs> research sort of vintage puppets? What they, or did both of you? I just, I was intrigued by some of them look. Mm. They've got a sort of weathered look about yeah. them. Yeah, well, on, on top of the polystyrene is, the, is, a, is a layer of tiny kind of um, papier-mâché brown paper 
um, which then gets sort of sent down. Right. So they look like they're made out of papier They get beaten Yeah, they out. do. That's yeah, what I thought you were going to say, though. Mm. Right. Um, right. Yeah. 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 So that uh, and did you old, did, yeah. did you base them on vintage puppets, or uh, I suppose you're based more on the actors' faces? No, I, b I base them on the actors' yeah. faces. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was also going to say more generally to all of you, what do you? I was struck by how, in a way, you you're talking about how it's got a, a religious resurrection theme through it. It's also a bit like a medieval morality play, like mm -hmm. Every Man, which mm -hmm. interestingly the National Theatre has also done, mm -hmm. which is essentially an, an ingenue character meets kind of wickedly tempting vices mm. and then has kind of mm. good saviour characters, characters with a conscience. What do you, and, and obviously there's a, there's a, mor a moral lesson in those, uh, those early plays. What do you think, what do you think the lesson for now is? I mean, what, why do you think it's still relevant or did you make it um, markedly relevant for two now. Two things fed into our conversations with Dennis, um, and one w well, we, we ch we've changed the wish from the Disney film. So in the Disney film, Geppetto wishes to have a to have a, ch a son, a child, and we've made the wish Pinocchio's that he wishes to be a real boy. Yeah. Because actually, what we were fascinated in, in you know in, in this moment in time um, is is what does it mean to be a human being? What 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 does being real mean? And so. It allowed then Dennis uh, brilliantly to go off and actually give that as a as a as a as a pressure point for the fox mm. to say I can tell you what what in, in order to become real you need to uh, you know uh, you need to find the one thing that unites all humanity and that is the stage or pleasure or you know uh, and 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 he and the blue fairy tells him at the beginning that he'll only become real once he finds that I, I won't I won't spoil that and tell you what it is but <laughs> he does eventually discover that but only only after he's put other people before himself. So mm. that really interested me. And the other th thing that really interested us was the idea of a kind of, of, an, of, of a modern family, of, yeah. of, uh, that, that love is created from a 12 foot puppet, yeah. a blue flame <laughs> and Pinocchio. And that's a very, very valid family mm. in our yeah. book. And I think, mm. again, in this moment in time when we keep being told Mm. That families are one thing and one thing only, and that mm. you know we're, we're diseases. Yeah. If we do anything else, um, it's a bit of a two fingers up to that. Yeah, yeah. And actually, that's right. The the, the selfish, the being less selfish is also seems very topical to me. And exactly. Yeah, me, putting me other people generation. before yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. I think we're going to have to round to round up. Thank you very much for those excellent questions, and thank you to all our guests tonight. Thank you. Thank you.